0: You've heard of the tunnel. The one we all go through sooner or later. At the end, there's a door. And waiting for you on the other side of that door is either heaven or hell.
1: Another day, another episode. Welcome to the Film Effect Podcast, where we take all things film to the full effect. Ed's the name they gave me, and joining me as he does, 96.7% of the time, is my center back life mate and fellow video caster, Sean. Good morning, Film effect. And the things we do for dedication. Hell yeah, man. So here's the skinny. If you happen to be a fellow cinephile like us or just a casual fan of film in general, then you come to the absolute right place. We're a weekly podcast that do deep dives and touch lives with each and every single episode, focusing on a particular film each week in an effort to give it the full film effect treatment. But before we commit breaking and entering for a sketchy production company... You guys. <laughs> Know that our ever going collection of previous episodes can be found on our website at podpage.com slash the-film-effect-podcast, as well as all major platforms, direct link in the episode notes. Speaking of platforms, you can help the show tremendously by using Apple Podcasts or wherever possible to leave a five-star rating and review. It helps us with all things algorithm and helps with our never-ending journey to conquer all in the world of podcasting. And with all that comes promotion, which is why Sean's <laughs> gonna tell you how to find us on Facebook.
2: Um and Instagram.
1: Oh yeah, that too.
2: <laughs> Kids, it's spelled just like it sounds, the film effect podcast. All right, and how about Twitter? All right, them Twitties can shoot us a tweet over at Film Effect Pod.
1: And via email.
2: The Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Thank you, sir. Here's another cookie.
2: <laughs> mom, 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 mom.
1: <laughs> Man, what a week it's been with this show. Four episodes. <laughs> Three <laughs> back to back to back.
2: Brother, we are blowing people's minds. I'm sure you've seen the socials, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like we're like, at the end of this episode, it will be, it'll be like us like crossing past the finish line. <laughs> in tune of
2: like Chariots of Fire.
1: Exactly. It's like, we did it. We did it. Three like, Rare Max Halloween films in a row. Yeah.
2: I'll be running up there like Michael Keaton in that slow motion scene from Mr. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? or, che- or Chevy and uh, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> and <make anything. laughs> yeah, right. Chevy knocking out, putting his arms up in the air. <laughs> mm. So, I went earlier and got my old change. Yeah. And on the way there, just out of the blue, well literally the sky, a torrential downpour just completely just made things I couldn't even see like ten feet ahead of me. It was it was terrible. Luckily I was almost up there. Cause I went to see my brother because he works at the Jiffy Lube up in uh um across from Hartford Mall. So yeah. uh yeah. for our listeners it's about ten miles from where I live. But it's worth it. And um yeah, I was like right around the corner and just Dush! It came down, and it was like I don't know how bad he got it there. If you got any rain at all, this was like no, no, no as a, This was as like a ma- this was like four or five hours ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Was well, as a matter of fact, um, like I didn't even know it was it was even supposed to until I'm literally sitting here. It was either it came Wallace, out of well, well, it, no, it it didn't do shit down here. Wow. Um, but the only way, the only reason I even knew it was supposed to is because Otis. You know, he, Otis came over. You know, my cat came over to hang out. Well, I'm, I'm just saying for the, the listeners that don't oh. know, he anytime, like, he just gets real sensitive to that static in the air. So, anytime there's a storm coming. He lets us know ahead of time, especially me, because he will come right over. And, you know, I got a designated spot right here on the couch. And he just pops down and hunkers down as close as he can to the floor, you know, but sits as close as he can to my ankle, too. Like, he just wants to be safe and secure in this little nook when Uncle Sean. I'm like, you know, and, and I looked down I'm like, buddy, is it is it going to rain? I had to pick up my phone, look at the, you know, the Weather Channel app and shirt off. It said it was supposed to be a little bit of thunderstorms you know but nothing no, nothing happened down here man you i mean i see the headphones. clouds from where you are it's i mean once once otis was crouched next to me i looked out the. you know i glanced out the, the living room window and i could see you know the leaves kind of and the wind blowing and stuff but it hadn't started coming down unless it rained while i had the headphones on watching the movie which mm-hmm. i don't think it did um i I don't get nothing down here like i said i don't even know it was supposed to until a little fat boy came hunkering down next to uncle sean's ankle
1: (laughs) yeah it's 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 funny because usually you know right before this stuff you know occurs i can you know might sound funny to others but it's the truth i can smell it i can smell rain
2: can you yeah there's like people's like feeling their bones and stuff i got a cat my cat's my cat's my fucking meteorologist
1: yeah, so yeah, you know, it sucked, but like I said, I was right around the corner and made it there. AOT, So, um, you're probably gonna hate this next bit, but I wanted to give Best Buy a shout out yes. uh, for actually taking the extra step and helping me obtain a copy of the thing in 4K earlier today. Instead of just, they could have easily blew me off because I asked. I saw the s- slot was empty, but the website said they had it in stock, and I was there, and I'm like, eh. I guess I'll ask him. It doesn't hurt to ask. It's always free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked the woman, and she's like, uh, let me ask warehouse. And I heard her pay, talk, communicate through a little headset to the, the warehouse. And she's like, they're going to try and look. Stand over here for a few minutes. And I was just like, ah, this is probably going to be for nothing. So I'll wait for a couple of minutes and just leave. Sure enough, right before I was about to fucking dip out, she came over to me, and she's like, they found it. They'll be right out. And, out comes this dude not even 30 seconds later with the thing in hand, prestigious uh, slip cover and everything. I'm like, yes, so uh, yes, thank you guys. Uh, apparently, it, there's like I, I have a hard time believing Universal had like like a low t- production turnout rate, but apparently, this is like hard to find. Uh, from is like it really? And it's back order on Amazon, they just didn't.
2: They didn't. Um, they didn't anticipate as huge release and impress as many, or, I mean, or this was
1: you... a huge anticipated film in four K. So that's, I'm what I'm that's what I'm You know, I don't know. It's weird. Well, that's,
2: that, that's what I'm saying. Is like, do you, do you think they didn't anticipate as big of a demand I and mean, they didn't press as many? Or
1: I or, think or, these what? companies are like. I think all of them collectively are low balling. Just. The, 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 the how the turnout for for um the turnaround or whatever you want to call it for for physical media overall I, they, I think they really you know, are I
2: think, they really are
1: you know it's it was like one of them. you gotta realize this format is not going anywhere as much as you want it to you can slim it down to like one bay departments at your, all of your stores because they're all downsizing the the areas but it doesn't matter i mean people are gonna come there for it and they're gonna there's a will, there's a way. There's always going to be a demand for for physical media, one way or another. And uh, yeah, I I, wish, I, I I wish re- they would embrace it instead of just deny, being in denial, and downsizing it's, it's, their departments.
2: Look, I'm I, you know how I feel about the big blue machine after what they did to me earlier this year. Um, so they got their heads up their ass. They're asleep at the fucking wheel. They really don't know what's going on. They don't expect them to be around in a couple more years, bro. I'm telling you right now.
1: I, I just, I, Amazon will always be there. Fuck Just, but, but still they'll always be there.
2: That's all uh, right. Yeah, let, let's let, let's get off the topic of the big yellow yeah. tag because otherwise we'll going on way.
1: Let's move over to my corporate entity, which is Walmart, which I've mentioned here and there on the show where I work for full time when I'm not doing these glorious podcasts with you. Um I walk in the other day and I shit you not. I walk oh. into Mortal Kombat. So, I go in the back and I'm like, is anybody else hearing this shit? Like, I feel like no one else is paying attention to the fact that, like, it's 1995, apparently, and they're playing the Mortal Kombat theme. But, as soon as it was over, they started playing the Santa the Hedgehog theme from the original Sega Genesis uh, uh, console from, like, 91 or whatever. Like, the original theme song, like, in, in all 8-bit, 8-bit, 16-bit glory. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Talk about a time warp, dude. Like that's what Walmart's doing in their stores now. They're playing, you know, nineties video game anthems. So I guess that's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um and uh last note here, uh Nightmare Alley. Yeah, you
2: I, 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 uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I was I was looking forward to you know to uh, uh to breaking the ice if you hadn't already. Um yeah, I, I, I watched the teaser. You know, about an hour ago before we went on, um, is he
1: man or is he beast? Right, God, like I mean, Will I feel like the foe looks so goddamn good. In this. I
2: know, I know, I, I get it, I know a little bit about what the film's about, but not quite as you know. It's like I, I'm it color me intrigued to say the least. You me know, too. it's obvious it's not, it, it's more Del Toro doing what he did with the shape of water versus. You know, Pan's Labyrinth, or even, you know, his, his 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 like just all out horror genre flicks. I mean, this obviously feels like a noir thriller. um I did. I don't know what the gleam of it though. I mean, we we really don't know what's going on outside of this vague synopsis that we get. You know, in all the trades, which has got me intrigued. You know, um yeah. There's not a lot you can glean outside of the look and feel. Uh, of what Beltora is going for off of that trailer. Like, I don't know what type of movie to expect. And I kind of started painting like what-if scenarios in my well, head.
1: Here's my theory. It's like, uh, Cooper is a man of many secrets. And yeah. his past or, or or life somehow, you know, this carnival uh, or fair, whatever you want to call it, uh, plays a part of his backstory. And then we have this Kate Blanchett character who he, you know, starts to take a liking to. And I think she has a little bit more skeletons in her closet than he does. And she has secrets of her own. And I just think um, it's going to be a dark, dark film regardless. I just think this, everyone, yeah, Richard Jenkins is even in it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm i'm curious as to why they're putting it out in december i would imagine it's because of award season otherwise there's no october all the way this is definitely a a movie like of that you know magnitude but you know i get it his last film won best picture so gonna release it december award season his little follow-up to that and uh yeah we'll we'll be there and um looking forward to it so that's all I can really say about it right now—it's a very vague trailer. It's, it's more of a teaser, and um, it, it just premiered a, a few hours ago before this recording. So,
2: yeah, it—it it, it really is. It's a teaser in every in every sense of the word because it just all it really does is give you a feel of what type of story he's telling, but you still don't know what the story involves. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're a guy with a sketchy past, the Carney is the best. Fucking job option for you, because it keeps you traveling, keeps you on the run, it keeps you busy, and it's easy to hide. You know, so I am looking forward to seeing um, uh, what comes out of it. I, I did read an interview with El Toro the other day, um, where he said he feels like <clears throat> it's going to get kind of like how. And I never watched this film. I don't know. Did you ever? Did you ever watch Crimson Peak?
1: I never saw *Crimson no. Demon*.
2: Yeah, neither, neither did I. And I think what, and I think what put me aside from it, or put me off of it, was the fact that um, the marketing led me to believe I was going to get another like really weird gothic Del Toro horror flick. But then once it was out. Um, a lot of what people were saying was, it's really not a horror movie. It's more like uh, it's just like a gothic story, and right, that's kind right. of what he's saying with with this film. Is like, you know, I'm not giving you guys a you know fucking gore flick man. Don't go in expecting that. This is this is kind of like his detective movie. You know, his dwarf. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I didn't know until you know thirty seconds in and I was even listening to Defoe on the on, on the voiceover. I'm like, who is that? I don't even <laughs> think we hear Bradley Cooper speak once in the tr- in the teaser, do we? No,
1: it's it's all narrated by Defoe.
2: That's right. It's what I thought. Yeah, it's like, is he man or a beast? So obviously, mm-hmm. that leads me to believe there's going to be a twist with the Cooper character. We're going to have a rug pulled out from under us halfway through you know act free i'm looking forward to it man i i so i'm glad you brought it up i was, I was going to ask if you would if you would watch because i know it literally dropped an hour before we went on the air
1: all right shout outs shout out to his family you to the listener to everyone who Ooh. has taking the time to listen to these halloween episodes i know we're not done but we're almost at that finish line overall got a couple more left for you guys but um, just it's been fun doing this since Christ. We've been doing this for the last five months. We started it back in April, and here we are. You know, at the finish line in late September, and uh, three in a row. Ain't bad though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, uh, just thank you guys for for taking the time to to listen to the episodes. the, the feedback's been positive, and uh, I just wanted to call out you know each and every single person uh, for that. So I mean I wish I could, namely name drop you all, but uh, unfortunately I just have numbers and they've been very good. So uh, thank you, honestly. Um, yeah, we've
2: we've we've actually been getting, especially because we, you know, like like even Josh and I were saying we were recording, we recorded uh, uh, next favorite movies episode of Running Scared last weekend, and he and I were talking off the air about. You know us just cramming these in, but how we're doing them out of order. He's like, man, he really does have you on a roller coaster ride because you're going good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. But you know when we announce these there's there's followers of ours that are like, Oh, hats off to you guys. I'm so sorry you got to sit through that fucking that one. We can't wait to move on to a good one. <laughs> you we know I, mean? I think we've heard that through five. We heard that through six. I'm pretty sure we're gonna hear that through this.
1: We're hear it with this we're gonna
2: hear with this yeah because there's more than more than three of our followers are like oh man you're better men than we are you know so yes guys it's been a fucking slog but hey we're ed and i are in it here for the long run and we're glad you guys are joining us
1: all hey, there's no turning back now absolutely not
2: <laughs> yeah
1: so um well shit that being said Let the danger-tainment begin. (laughs) This is Halloween Resurrection.
0: Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is going to be fun. The windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. Let the danger-tainment begin! You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? One flash and you could light up a thousand computer screens. You are like this close to getting voted off the island. Wait, what just happened? We just lost Bill's camera. There's somebody in the hall.
1: Sooner or later. What took you so long? Take a trip, mother... So Halloween Resurrection follows Michael Myers continuing his murderous rampage in his hometown of Haddonfield when his old derelict childhood home is used for a live internet horror show. All right. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, a little how we got here i met this six-year-old child with this blank pale emotionless face and
2: the blackest eyes the devil's eyes
1: i spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because i realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil so um I'm gonna wing this one. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot to write it down. So I guess we can start from the beginning. Thirteen murders, Halloween night, Hadfield, Illinois. Michael Myers um, killed a lot of teenagers and paramedics, and ended, or so we thought, ended in a uh, fiery blaze with Dr. Loomis, his uh, personal doctor. Did not turn out that way. He was actually kept in a coma for ten years, and then he escaped. Checking out. Um, it depending on which timeline you're following. If you're following the Thorn timeline, then you know what happens. Ten years later, he comes back for more. Um, goes into a river. His mask gets a receding hairline. Uh, there's a parrot involved. Um, a janky tattoo. A um, uh, mutinies, uh, Some tears were, flu- were shed, and uh, and then Paul Rudd. But then, if you follow this timeline, you had. <laughs> you, it, it's, it's been 20 years And He comes back he finds that Laurie Strode has now changed Her appearance and uh, name to Carrie Tate he has a son Named John don't know his last name We Just knew John shot the John Carpenter and then um, It ends with His head getting cut off Or was it his And here we are Let's do this halloween resurrection <laughs> so uh, first time viewings uh, it's, it's just that you see this is actually uh my, my first time no no i it's my first time uh since my first time so technically that's my second time and i don't i don't i don't wanna suck at it so if i'm not up to uh... i'm curious when you saw this for the first time Oh, you think? First.
2: You you think I I did not seek out this piece of shit, man? I knew from fucking marketing, um, that it was it was not going to be worth the gas or the price of admission, so. I just dropped in drunk as a skunk probably one night on on cable just to just to get it out of the goddamn way to to put it in the wheelhouse and say I saw it. And I'm pretty sure that was the last fucking time I watched this goddamn thing too. Yeah, I can't tell you exactly when or where it was. You know, it was shortly after its release, but it was definitely, you know, it was definitely on. You know, premium cable like HBO or Cinemax or some shit. Just because I, I at, at that point I was sharp enough to know that it was it was deviating so far off the mark when it comes to you know the franchise that I've known and loved since I was a kid. That yeah, man. I wasn't gonna fall for that ropey dopey shit like you know, Gans Miller and Banker got you into. Like, where do you see what happens in the laundry room? No, I knew what the fuck was going on with this thing, man. So yeah, I I sat down, you know, stoned and drunk one night watching on cable and just, you know, hate watch the
1: shit out of it. Well, that was a very Sean answer. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um as for me, I can tell you when I saw. I saw this one, July twelfth, two thousand two, opening night. Uh, Jesus,
2: me, you uh, saw the uh, ticket stub, don't you? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> um, me, my ex at the time. Uh, we had a group. I remember her, her twin coming. And as far as friends go, Coy might have been there. Fucking Derek might have been. I don't know. Some people were there. People came. People saw. People. Hated it and you know that's that that was my first time. Um
2: were they mad at you when they left? Like this was your fucking idea, Snyder. You owe us the a round of beers. It was
1: a it was a collective idea, okay. For the record, it was very collective. It wasn't just me. Um <clears throat> so story time. Tell me a story. Wait. Like my
0: story? No, not your story, a story. Since you can't keep your mouth shut long enough for me to read my paper, tell me a story. I don't think I know any stories. You don't know any stories? No. All right, I'll tell you a story. This is a newspaper, right? It's 90% bullshit, but it's entertaining. That's why I read it, because it entertains me. You won't let me read it. So you entertain me with your bullshit. Tell me a story right
1: now. Go. (laughs)
2: I would have made you. I would have made you buy me two pints and a round of mozzarella sticks.
1: Again, have- it was a group decision. It wasn't <laughs> hey, Ed wants to see this, so we're all got to get. We all got to go see this shit because Ed wants to see it. it. Wasn't one of those instances, not at all. <laughs> Everyone collectively wanted to see it in their own merit, and we all went and saw it together. And we all we had thoughts and we all had opinions afterward. Well, um, were you just a fucking gang of idiots back then? i guess i mean no different <laughs> view. so my story time in is uh has really nothing to do with this fucking movie it's about 2002 in the state of horror in general have you ever stopped to think to, to reflect back on 2002 in horror movies because it's fucking atrocious how we survived that year i was because i was thinking about it earlier i was like this came out in two thousand two. What the hell was going on in two thousand two? Like in, in the world of horror, and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh god, like let me just deliver, let me give you some uh, some fine examples where, where we were in two thousand two hey. as a, as a society. Hey. Queen of the Damned. When's the last time you seen Queen of the Damned? Never bothered with it. All right, uh, eight legged freaks.
2: That was you know a fun little throwback to the drive-in flicks. So oh, um, yes. yeah, I'll give it to
1: yeah. How about how about American Psycho two? Hmm? Are you fucking
2: kidding me? Even though Shatner's in that thing, no fucking way, man.
1: Um, Darkness. Can you even tell me who stars in the film Darkness? What the fuck is Darkness? It's an Anna Paquin ghost movie. Oh, that hey, piece yes. of shit. No, 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 not th- that one. That one was called The Ring. <laughs> No,
2: I no clue. No, Resident, no clue. Resident
1: Evil, uh, Cube 2, Red Dragon. Um, there wasn't. They weren't all terrible because the next two, I mean, May well, and Bubba Hotep are some fucking great horror genre films.
2: Well, I saw I saw, <clears throat> I saw Red Dragon in the theater. So did I. Um, and uh, Bubba Hotep, just a little guilty pleasure, man. You know, me and you were both big fucking suckers for Bruce Campbell so to watch him play Elvis and Ossie Davis is a fucking middle-aged yeah. black JFK fighting a, a, a zombie mummy at a retirement home oh. was, I mean, it is goofy fun, but uh, yeah, out of anything that you said, like Bubba Hotep's my favorite, Guilty Pleasure Red Dragon was cool, because I remember a neat, neat little side story with Red Dragon is uh, Brown Eller told me the story of how he was working downtown at the time when they shot the scene of Freddie Lowndes being, like, rolled down, like, Lombard Street, flaming yes, on the wheelchair. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, Nick was Nick was doing a job downtown, and he watched them film that scene. I remember him calling me up when he got in from He was like, dude, I just watched, I watched him filming yeah, his movie with a cool. wheelchair on fire. And then we find out later on that it was supposed to be Philip Seymour Hoffman
1: nice. Uh, one more film I want to acknowledge, not for any good reason, but rather this is hands down the worst horror. If anyone would really come up to me and be like, what's the worst horror film you've ever seen? Now, granted, I've seen some really shitty horror films, okay? Harry Busey's pla- ginger, ginger Dead Man? Some pla- No, no, no. See, see, full, f- the, the whole Full Moon thing, like they're gunning for terrible schlock. This it tried and oh my god. So a little movie called com, And it pains me to even list this movie because it stars my boy, Steven Dorf.
2: Yeah. I was going to uh, say it's a Steven Dorf but it was, it was all kind of like at the beginning of the, 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 the worldwide web hype or like you could so log in and watch like smoke videos and shit. Yeah. I, I never bothered with it either. So yeah, you are right. This is a very, very shitty year for, for the genre.
1: Oh God. 2002 is the worst. I mean, I, I mean, I graduated in 2002 but that's the only thing that comes out of 2002 that I remember. Oh, I saw, I saw Pantera in 2002. So. Um, you mean the band? Yes. Yeah, so rest in peace, Dimebag, and um, uh, his brother, uh, Vinnie Paul. So live top five.
2: Rob, it's your turn. Okay. I'm feeling kind of basic today. Top five side ones, track ones. Janie Jones, Clash, from The Clash. Uh, Let's get it on, Marvin Gaye from Let's Get It On.
1: Nirvana smells like teen spirit off of Nevermind. Oh, no, Rob, that's not obvious enough, not at all. How about uh, point of no return on point of no return? Lewis,
2: so you can uh, get up uh... Shut up, shut up. White light, white heat. Velvet Underground. Okay, that would be on my list, though and not on mine. Massive Attack. No protection. The song is "Radiation oh. Ruling the Nation." Uh,
1: I asked you for this well, this episode, at least not week. This week, uh, this episode's top five is. Uh, um, I'm getting to it. Give me a second. I know what it is. It's top five reality based horror films. So, as always, I'll start. My number five is VHS.
2: Oh shit! I completely missed the mark on this. Um, I thought you meant horror films based on real stories. <laughs>
1: what the <fuck laughs> sense does that even make?
2: Because I can't even, because I can't even think of five movies that this kind of. Movie be is a, this movie No, I get L-P-O-
1: it. Oh, okay.
2: I, I I get it. I get it. But I can't. I, I can't even think. Uh, okay, so I'll go just, with you, you know
1: what? Let's just go th- go with it. Which number five?
2: Uh, my number, so, so, mine are going to be like like reality based, like movies, based, horror movies based on a true story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my number, five is Cronenberg's Dead Ringers. Did you even know that was based on a true story? Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. With the, I, Jeremy Irons playing them with the, the, Yeah, it's a set of twins named the Marcus Twins. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, my number four is Wreck. Okay, um,
2: so my number four on my side of the, the topic uh, would be The Conjuring. I know James Wan took a little bit of liberty with it, but that that film definitely that film definitely had some jump scares that even shocked me.
1: So oh, it's a great film. The the, the, the Drush scene, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, I still, uh, I still say that Warner Brothers blew the load, giving away the whole clap out of out of out of nowhere scene in the trailers and shit. That would have been a really good, effective jump scene or, or just scene in general, like scary, a uh, scare factory. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking
2: of wine, man, you weren't you weren't fucking shitting malignant. Malignant blew my fucking hair back yesterday.
1: Dude. Well, you'll you'll hear it on uh, uh, Monday's chef episode uh, that we uh, we're, we're co- I announced that we're covering it next month. I threw it into the horror fund. So oh, okay, we're, we're, cool. We're doing cool, it. Cool. anyway. Um, so hold that thought. Uh, my number three is behind the mask: the rise of Leslie Vernon. Right on. Um, mine was Wolf Creek. Nice, like it. Uh, My number two is the Blair Witch Project. Mm, My number two was American Crime. Okay. And my number one on my side of the spectrum is the Poughkeepsie Tapes.
2: Mm, Okay. Yeah, I wish I would have fucking knew where you were going with that, but we kind of fast-tracked this one together today. Um, So my number one on my side of the spectrum Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, The Unrated Cut.
1: Nice. I like it. Henry Rooker yeah, for the win. Good yeah, shit. dude,
2: that that, that that film, doesn't it just feel like, that film just feels wrong when you watch when I it. I look at I the think, cover
1: box. <clears throat> I want to take a shower.
2: Right? And then you sit through and you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't be watching this. I think this is real. Man. Like, it made you feel that, man. I
1: fucking love me. Henry We got to cover that one day, man. Yeah, I had to prepare myself for that one. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you got a little little nitbit, a little tidbit I mean, uh, for the audience. Uh, so, originally this episode was just going to be me throwing this together um, you know, for like an hour or two. That's why we're kind of skipping through some uh, categories because, come on, guys, let's be realistic. This is the third episode in a row we're giving you. I need a little break a little bit. I know I kind of like prematurely announced we're doing four full length episodes this week when I could have like just not announced that and done three and got away with making this one next week. But nope, because I'm me, went ahead and announced it and I'm committing. So we're doing the damn thing. And Sean's now part of it Originally it was going to be me Like I said But Sean is having a great day And our schedule was aligned I ended up taking a personal day And I was able to just fit it in Rather than wait until Later on, later on at night Which was my original game plan So uh, All that being said Sean's here Let's do this Yeah man I, I, resurrection.
2: I, I really was I was having a good day And I'm like dude Chime me in for 90 minutes I just want to cap off the good vibes <laughs> Oh yeah Alright
1: um, so Here we go. Here we go. The film starts right off the bat. Opening credits. Get that out of the way. Halloween theme. Cool. So we're taken to this asylum that is where Lloyd Strode is now being kept after. Because this is supposed to take place in 2001 in the movie. So we're, we're, we're three years after uh, the events of H2O. Um, it's irrelevant. I know. But anyway. So And they the use dogs- the good
2: theme. They use the good theme. They go back to Carpenter's theme for the intro on this. It's not the
1: original, original, but it's. I know, I know, I know. It's. It hews pretty close. There's no guitar. There's no orchestra. There's no synth. Back to basics. Exactly. No synth. Yeah. Even though Carpenter would be the one who started the synth version of the the song, but still. Um so we get this voiceover from uh, Laurie. So we're, we're abandoning Carrie Tate. We're, we're back to Laurie Strode for the, for the record here. Speaking about a death tunnel, as the camera tracks along this sanitarium hallway, she talks about a door at the end of the corridor to either heaven or hell. Camera continues around this uh, window doorway. We see a raggedy hand dial set on um, the, her room's pillow, and she's sitting there nearby, staring out looking fucking catatonic and shit um
2: and there's and there's there's a photo of uh josh Hartnett's character over yeah she
1: second. she has a f- one little single like four by six photo of him hanging on the wall um with and- like- his yeah exactly <laughs> um so then we get these uh this nurse and this i guess trainee uh, a lot of exposition dialogue going on here. It's pretty much the whole basis of these two to begin with, and it's it's just basically explaining to the audience how the hell we're getting this film after H two O's finale, which was it ended with Laurie Strode breathing strong, you know, head held high. She finally, you know, killed you know the boogeyman. Well, not so fast, because apparently this movie's telling us that. The boogeyman actually choked out a paramedic and he swapped costumes with him. He put the mask on him and he was able to walk off of a crime scene with a knife in hand still.
0: Why is this patient in lockdown? They didn't tell you about Laurie Strode? No. You must've heard of her sister, of Michael Myers, Michael Myers, the serial killer. Oh, well, you'll hear all the gossip soon enough. For now, let's just get. No, 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 wait. Tell me about her. She decapitated a man. Oh my god. Why? Halloween. Three years ago. Twenty years after the first murders, her brother finally found her. Tracked her down to the school where she was working. There were several murders, lots of confusion. person father of three well why didn't paramedics say something his
1: larynx had been crushed
2: Right, and it's. I was like, "How come nobody notices the EMT with a fucking chef's he knife?" He just in his walks hands?
1: into. He literally walks into the woods. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, so, he crushed he crushed this poor,
2: you know, paramedic's larynx.
1: So let's yeah exactly. That's how they played it off. He couldn't say anything because he fucking crushed his throat basically, uh, and crushed his crushed his voice box essentially. And come on, okay, movie. So i I'm, I guess I'm gonna buy that, but. I'm supposed to believe that this same guy was able never to never took this a little fucking
2: mask off. No, that,
1: of- he had this like connection with Laurie at the end of H2O, like they knew each other. He held his hand out. Not number one. No, you're not surviving that fucking shit. It's an uh, van crushing your fucking spine. No, you're not. That's not happening. But then maybe <clears throat> believe it. It. But the film says it did. So uh, there's so much. There's a lot of um. 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 Bullshit. Well, yeah, 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 There's a lot of contradicting going on. There's a. It's one big fat contradiction. That's what I was looking for. Contradicting. <laughs> um. It's, it's it's a
2: it's a better word than I would have chose.
1: Yeah. So after we get this dialogue here, um, because of of course It also has to explain the back the, the backstory again. Because look, we never heard that enough uh, about Michael trying to kill his sister, but her, you know. Escaping. What Michael tried to kill his sister it never happened. Oh my Since god. Since when? Uh 78 apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael shows up. He just shows up outside of this sanitarium and And we uh, get we're
2: 6 we're 6 minutes in, we get the obligatory Michael Myers through the window shot. We're not even we're not even 10 minutes into the movie and we get it.
1: Oh, I should also mention back up a little bit. These nurses are feeding Lori these red and maroon or red and blue pills that are apparently she's spitting them back out and lodging them inside of this little and dial that I mentioned. It's just filled with pills. Yeah, um, they're
2: feeding her sedatives and she's stuffing them into a rag doll. Yeah, basically.
1: So, again, Michael appears, and we get this security guard named Willie, who loves to eat food at the vending machine, kind of like me. And he's out yeah, to these. fucking nerve ropes. Yeah, he's <laughs> checking. Uh, you can find those. At your, <laughs> not at the vending machine, but at your local grocery store, convenient checkout lane. At the um, Cookie
2: Woman store.
1: Yeah, Cookie Woman. woman. <laughs> So <laughs> that's <was> good. <laughs> so fat guard, Willie, uh, fat inmate. looks like John Wingate or No, apparently knows everyone. His name is Harold. He knows everyone's backstory. Every serial killer, John Wayne Gacy, you know, Dahmer, everyone, you name it. He knows it. Bob, uh, he's kind of like the, uh, raymond for serial killers if you will. yeah now
2: now i have a question um because yeah he's obviously like you know they, they consider him harmless but he's he's obviously a mental patient in there um is the clown mask that he's wearing supposed to be reminiscent of the one that that uh young michael wore in the beginning of the original
1: if i were to put down a high hollywood if i were to put down a vegas bet i would say oh yes that's that what those.
2: i'm thinking like like it's, they it, it, they it's, were it's
1: clever oh let's make a reference to the original mask. right Six that's, years old. that's what, what i'm feeling even right.
2: even though it was just a little you know a little the, the no, little no. plastic um uh the little plastic you know mask that the kid wore this is a full over the head thing with a fright wig but i'm thinking the whole look and the, and the design of the, the clown makeup was supposed to be a throwback to that that's what i thought all
1: right so uh Henry's out Henry. Uh Harold's outside looking for Willie, uh, who got out apparently. Um, and he finds him with another security guard. They 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 check, um th- they bring Willie back to his room, but then they see Michael outside, so they go to check out one that. They think that Michael is Willie. Yeah, like uh, no, not Willie. The really, they think they think that Michael is Harold, and that's what the other guards like. I thought you said you locked him back up. He's like, I did. So they go. This little bit here, where Willie stops and wants to get a food out of the convenience, uh the, the the snack machine. Meanwhile, the other security guard goes in. We hear him scream. Willie goes to check on him, and uh, his head is in the laundry machine. And he backs up and he trips into he trips over the body into Michael, who slits his throat.
2: Well, this is um, where this is where Michael Michael does another one of his uh, one arm pull ups too, which we saw him pull off. Yeah,
1: in H two O
2: because he kind of drops down like he's just like still holding like like we talked about on the H two O episode. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. He is like Sam Fisher. The only thing missing is a squeal, a little squeal of a fucking night vision goggles. Exactly. going off. but he it's does like just he slowly drops. Stuff. He just drops down. He's like supporting his entire body weight with like his entire left forearm while he's holding the chef's knife and the other one, you know, and and the question I had leading up to this, you know, from Michael walking down the hall straight up to this kill, like, one thing I wrote down is, how the fuck does Michael know where to go every time? He knew where to find Lori. He knew his way around the goddamn campus. Like, is somebody feeding this kid blueprints and cutting him keys? What the fuck is going on?
1: Well, he remember they, they had a little eye-to-eye encounter when he was standing outside. He saw her from the window. They saw each other. Yeah, but I, how did you even
2: how did he know where to find her? I guess he went. He just went back to Smiths Grove. He used these Grove.
1: hospitals, man. He grew up in them, so he, yeah,
2: true. Yeah, if there's one person who's way around a hospital, even especially when it's on fire, it's gonna be Michael Myers.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and a question I never really asked before, because I never thought about it until right now, talking about this. Um, why isn't she at Smiths Grove? Why is this opening? If it's going to take place in a mental hospital, why is it not taking place in the mental hospital, Smiths Grove?
2: Did they? Did, so they, they? Did they establish which one it is? I just took it. I just assume it see was
1: Smiths Grove. No, I, th- I do believe. I, I think you see a sign outside. They, okay. don't, trust me, this is not. You know, not to mention the events of H two O took place in California. Why would they bring her? You know, halfway across country to. I don't know. I guess that's the reason why. But anyway, yeah. stop. I'm thinking about it out loud um all right so Michael passes by Harold's room uh while he's Harold sitting there reading a magazine on Ted Bundy and he goes to approach Lori's room with his bloody knife um so we get this really weird shot when he breaks he like walks through her door and the whole like camera like shakes as he like hits the wall like he's like King Kong or something did you notice that yeah I I, I did I did in she fact I bring through out, door of course- it up it's like it's, a boom, boom. There's, there's, a, there's a moment
2: later on where I, where, where I bring this whole fallacy up because he just, fuck a, fuck a door knob, man. Michael just walks through the door. Yeah, he man. just bursts through the goddamn door.
1: I mean, he's like Superman in his movies now. I just,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's another shot later on that I'm gonna dig deep. Well, not dig deep, but there's another shot later on when I bring this back up. But yeah, he doesn't, he literally does. He just like, he knows he's a carry. he knows he's a large room, and he just like, and just pushes he, his way through the fucking wood and the glass. Just.
1: Yeah, and then he thinks it's her in the bed, but it turns out it's a ruse. She hits him with the floor lamp and then races down the hallway, he goes up the stairs to the roof. So <coughs> he follows her to the roof. And she's in this, he, she has this like trap set up for him. Like how, how did you get out of your room to set up this rig where you would put the rope down so that Michael walks into it. This shit's not Looney tunes, bitch. God damn it. I hate this movie. So he goes and he gets, his leg gets caught in this trap and he's hung up on, you know, upside down. And, he, he he drops you can, and,
2: and yeah, yeah he drops the knife he's hanging upside down probably a good 20-30 feet you know off of the ground at the you know above the top of the building and you know Laurie gives her speech and you can see his forearm and I'm looking on the forearm where's the fucking thorn tattoo Ain't no fucking thorn tattoo
1: there still looking for that shit jesus <laughs> no, so, I know. Like, I'm,
2: look i'm gonna rip i'm gonna rip this movie apart i'm gonna do it with a i'm gonna do it with a fucking sharp blade
1: yeah, but they dropped on two okay i was gonna say two <laughs> seasons two seasons back yeah, like, the fucking TV show, if he's gonna can. watch the tv show okay. so so she says like hello michael and then she like goes to cut his rope to, i guess dropping him is gonna kill him once and for all um but no as she's going to cut the rope like she, he like holds his head after like there's this like sound that makes him hold his ears in a manner like he did at the end of H2O and she has this flashback and then she has this realization, like maybe a second duplicates coming to the, uh, maybe a second, you know, fools in this mask. I just got to know for sure. So she goes to the reach instead of cutting the rope and, you say kill him, I say severely injure him because that's not going to kill him, but whatever, you do you movie. She stops, yeah. she checks on him to pull the mask off to make sure it's actually him. That's when like, in a really quick turn of events, he stops, grabs her, they both, the rope snaps, He they both fly over and then a knife goes into her back, all in like one two second shot. There's all, all this stuff occurs, like quick, smash, flash, boom, knife. And, then, and it's
2: all close up too, like a fucking Paul Greengrass film. You can't make sense of what the fuck is going on. There's no spatial sensibility.
1: And then, yeah, this is some really fucking. I wanted to do that. Like this dialogue is really bizarre. Before she cuts him down, I'm going back a little bit. She's like, yeah, she's like, you failed, Michael. You want to know why? Because I'm not afraid. Not of afraid you. of you. And what about you? Are you afraid of me? Are you afraid to die, Michael? Like. Who, what is this shit? And why is she saying it? So, <laughs> well, what, she goes, wasn't this
2: originally wasn't this originally supposed to be off. called the Death of Laurie Strode? The,
1: the, no, you're thinking of H two O is supposed to be called the Revenge of Laurie Strode.
2: No, no, no. But I thought this was supposed to be called the Death of Laurie
1: Strode. It wasn't. I've never in my life heard that. Okay, before, okay. Honestly. I might have might
2: have been an acid-induced fever dream. What do I know?
1: So, she pulls herself up. They're both hanging over this goddamn ledge over the side of this building on the rooftop. She pulls herself up, kisses him on the lips, and says, I'll see you in hell. And then she just falls back, and we get this really weird-ass slow slowbo shot of her as she's, like, falling backwards through these, like, bushes. It's a really weird 2002 shot Um That just doesn't look good. It didn't look good then. It still doesn't look good now. Damn right it doesn't. This is the underwhelming death of Laurie Strode. you got a time you got a time code for us yet time stamp where, where are we at in the movie at this at this point because i i don't fucking know
2: uh we're 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 at about 15 16 minutes in. that's all that's she no
1: knows. way bro i'm thinking it's like 11 12 minutes oh, 11 okay yeah
2: 11 11 sounds comfortable now what i want to know is where the fuck do you keep getting the goddamn shatner masks
1: well, 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 I, I had a part for that, too, actually.
2: Um, <laughs> Another mask dive. All right. People are going to be looking forward to that.
1: Actually, in my notes here, I said, I want to know who's keeping up with Michael's mask in between these fuckers. Because <laughs> this one looks even different. I mean, they got the black eyes like thing back, but still. Anyway, um, during his exit from the Institute, Michael gives Harold uh, his butcher knife as a memento of his status as a famous serial yeah. killer.
2: Yeah, but he just recognized him like, oh, you're one of us. And he just rather than kill him, he just hands it over to him. Just, and he, the kid's and happy. he
1: does the whole backstory bit. He's like, Michael Myers, born October 19th, 1957, killed his older sister October 31st, 1963, yada, yada, yada. And um, he had the
2: numbers off, too, because he said three teenagers and three nurses. It was four teenagers and four nurses. Yeah,
1: and, and a dog. Yeah. Um, right, but still,
2: the, you know, the kid was all. But he's eliminated yeah, himself. It, it, so. it's,
1: it's, it, was, it was a neighbor, an unnamed citizen, a security guard, two paramedics, a doctor, four nurses, uh, a marshal, Lester, and a female dog that was eaten by Myers. Um, Hillcrest Academy... What is this? Oh, that's from H2O. We're past all that. So... And then he's like, he's been missing, unheard of for the last three years. And then he has this really weird maniacal laughter. And then he says, and now he's back. And I got his life. So the next scene, we're at Haddonfield University. Uh, the professor there is lecturing the class about, uh, it's like, um, about, uh, what is it? is it? What the hell is he t- t- telling them about? The, the shadow or something.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's some sort of psychoanalytics thing, and they refer to yeah. obviously, it's kind of like you know throwing back to how they referred to Myers as the shape and the first one, but he calls it the shadow. It's more supposed to be like I took it to be like your, you know, your id, you know, the 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 darker you know version of your psyche, you know, much like how what 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 Laurie Shroeds Carrie Tate is preaching off to the class in H two O with fate. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Team. You know. So it's the same kind. Of, it's like we're, we've rinse and repeated this scene three times. You know, over the course of a franchise now, between one, what,
1: and it's, and it's seven set, and eight. Yeah, and it's to set up our innocent heroine or uh, final girl here, Sarah, played by uh Bianca Caslick. Caslick. Caslick.
2: Okay. Um, well, where do you, do, you, do, you,
1: do you know where I know her from? Uh, there was a TV show she was on. There was this. She was on Bring It On. She was in Bring It On. She was in um, uh, the 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 ten minutes or less movie. Um, Thirty minutes or less, because she shows her Yavos. Um But
2: what? What? She. What, what I remember from was that that. Um, that, uh, that she, the, the sitcom that she did with Kate Hudson. Rules of, blah, blah, blah. Engagement. Rules of engagement. The one that had yeah. Patrick Warburton and David Spade. That yeah. was one of those ones that used to come on like, like I, I didn't watch it like when it was, you know, airing, you know, regularly on prime time. But it was one of those ones when Mandy and I would go to bed around 1 30, o'clock in the morning. It's
1: always on it's still it would be still, for you like so you know, five episodes of it. Yeah, like it would it would shit. run
2: for like it would it would run for like two or three hours in a row. So we would always just lay back and drift off to it and um, I always just like sided with like with Patrick Warburton just being the, just the grumpy you know fucking smarmy dude who, you know now, who just didn't give a yeah. shit about nothing but that's now, where I remember Bianca Chalik from
1: now the professor here is played by the director Rick Rosenthal that
2: is Rosenthal okay yeah because he's like am I keeping you awake you know <laughs> I didn't know that was Rosenthal and he directed uh, part two but he also directed uh, Sean Penn and a good friend of the film effect, Clancy Brown, in Bad Boys. Did you know that? Yeah,
1: I knew, yeah, that. I knew that.
2: Okay, cool. Hmm.
1: So uh, after this, uh, she were introduced to her bleach blonde, okay. narcissistic friend Jennifer, who is played by um, what's her name, Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff. Thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's on uh, Boca Tan Crees off of uh, off of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian.
1: Yes, Katie Sackle. thank you. Um, so, uh, she's in a lot of like sci fi channel shows, like Battle. Is it is was she on Battlestar? Uh, it was yeah. Yeah, she on Battlestar
2: Battle or a Stargate or
1: something? She I just know like lot, she's on a lot of like sci fi channel she's, uh, programs. She, she
2: started getting love from the fanboys when she was voicing uh, Boca Tan Crees, The Mandalorian, like rebel warrior. And um, in, in one of the animated ones, I want to say, was Clone Wars. And then they actually had her play the role in season two of uh, Favreau's Mandalorian on Disney. Plus. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember her. She To me, she's from the film Oculus, where she plays the, uh, the deceased mother from the film. No, so, I never uh, bothered with it. I've been telling you, man, you got to check out Oculus. It's really good. Re- really? Really good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, write that down. Okay, so mm-hmm. all right, so Jen and Sarah they uh they go meet up with what is it, Rudy, played by Sean Platt, Sean Patrick Thomas. Now, one thing I forgot to mention about Sean Patrick Thomas, and it goes all the way back to the top of the uh the, the film is during the opening credits, did you actually watch the credits? Not, yeah, I that was that wondering, happens. like. Like, did like, you see how he's built? Did you see
2: yeah, how he's, like he's built? Yeah, I, I was, I was, I'm glad you brought that up because it wasn't until I was watching the film today and kind of looking through the cast list for my notes because I saw it was like it says and featuring.
1: No, 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 Shawn. no, no. no, no, no. Special appearance special, by okay, special. Sean Patrick Thomas. Now, honestly,
2: when when I saw that, because maybe it's because it's three names in there, I literally thought they were talking about Thomas Ian Nicholas, you know, the kid from fucking American oh, Pie. Right, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, because he's in it too. And yeah. and then I started looking, I was and looking at kissing like, why is this kid guy kid getting a featuring thing? It was now where do I recognize him from? Is that the dude from Finding Forrester?
1: Um He's most best known for um Say the Last Dance. Okay. Definitely, definitely Say the Last Dance. He was not in, something
2: I've ever sought out or uh, ever will.
1: He's in um it, it's fine. I saw it when it first came out. He's in all three barbershop films. Um he was in Can't Harley Wait as one of the jocks, um, as uh, Mike, uh, one of Mike's boys. Um Mike Dexter for those that the no know and know it's once. can't really wait everyone knows mike dexter uh sitting the last dance dracula 2000 cruel intentions he was in that uh uh the, i said barbershop already uh and then he really didn't really do he, the last film that he was in the curse of uh, la lona or la lona so why does he get why does he, why does
2: he get a fucking featuring credit in this thing man what's so what's there to feature about this dude
1: because he was he's probably the biggest star in this in this movie at the time would, at the time I would I,
2: I would argue that star would have been Thomas Ian e. Nicholas given you know no
1: cause, because how um because American Pie 2 it was like the summer before this he didn't even return for the third one he, he's like and he wasn't one of the like the, the most you know Kevin I think it was his name was in those movies was Kevin he wasn't like I don't know. I, I I feel like his popularity, you know, what was there, just kind of dwindled, especially this being a year after part two, um, and him not even being in part three at all. Say the last dance was a year prior to this, and he that that film, him and Jessica St- Jessica, him and Julia Stiles, Julia like, Stiles, that's that, her name. They both were like on everywhere after that film came out. That was yeah, a huge and- film in two thousand one. I was in. You know i was a junior in high school so i think i got a pretty good idea of what i'm talking about and you know i had a birds eye view of that shit and they were like they were hot they were the hottest you know those two actors at that time so for him in this in, being in this movie um I, I think it's um uh really uh presumptuous no 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 no, no. <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for here I mean, let's let's face it. Pretend it's very pretentious for him to be credited the way he is. Um, yeah, for
2: real. I mean, what the fuck are either one of those two doing now? I if, can't tell you last if, time I saw Julia Styles.
1: If anything, Jamie Lee Curtis is the one who's making a special appearance. Right? You now yeah. featuring. She should have been the feature. You know exactly. So yeah, that's that was just a weird thing I picked up on. Yeah, so, I, d- um, I, d-
2: I did notice that. And I just like I'm like, why is this kid getting touted this way? And to me, he ain't shit. I literally thought he was a dude from Finding Forrester. You know, no, but,
1: no, no. no, no. I, I know the film you're talking about, but that wasn't yeah. him. Yeah. So the three of these. Uh, so Jen, you know, pretty much says, check your email. We are all accepted into this uh, this thing, this event that they're doing. Uh, we're about to get to, to that in a second. But the mm-hmm. last note I have for this part here is. Uh, the uh the obvious uh adr uh with uh sean patrick thomas he's like because shout out to 2002 with uh we're gonna be bigger than the osbornes adr comment that i heard i'm like wow that's fucking time capsule comment right there at (laughs) the osborns (laughs) jesus christ so next yeah we go to this this uh this they're at this motel um the, 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 the whole
2: the casting thing was done in the motel. I took it to be to be done in like like almost like a like they no, it's, a motel, the it's a motel.
1: It's a motel because you see and Julia. You see Sarah and her little moped they she drives into uh this motel. It's the the Court Motel is the name of it. Okay, uh, I didn't mean, so
2: understand there because Freddie, you know, Buster Rhymes, Freddie's got a room in a motel, but I didn't know when they do the whole casting. You know, thing that that was supposed to be done on the same location, but again, like this, there's so many location questions I have with this film. It's fucking asinine. Like, and I can't even worth asking. It's no, I know. know, but I just can't make sense of where we're at. You know. All right, I, so I, we're
1: at, we're introduced to Freddie, played by Buster Rhymes, and yes. his partner slash girlfriend Nora, played by Tara Banks. Um, and yeah, this it's. Hang on a second. Let me show Tyra Banks. Sorry, not Tara. Tyra Banks. I haven't said her name in so long. I nearly forgot. When I said Tara, I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I had to look it up real quick. That's why I had a weird pause. So Tyra Banks uh, plays Nora, um, who's definitely his partner, but I'm not sure if they're anything more. So, their company is Dangertainment.com, by the way. Uh, that's the name of the uh, the company that's like hosting this uh, thing where they're going to explore America's, America's worst, worst nightmare started. on a Halloween night. And it's basically a live internet broadcast with the six of the, it's, it's these three that we just talked about, plus three other people who were selected to do this, you know, live webcast from the childhood home of Michael Myers where this film will be uh, primarily set. Uh, so the other people were introduced to are Bill, who were, you, we just talked about, played by uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas. Uh, then we get this redhead named Donna and this uh, horny biker wannabe guy named Jim. Um, yeah, it is, looks like Jim Morrison's stand-in. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I'm kind of getting um, Patrick Dempsey vibes from Outbreak.
2: I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting Jason Patrick vibes from fucking Lost Boys.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so,
1: so, pretty much. Uh, um dang, that? I lost my place over that shit. Yeah, cool. I didn't mean to throw you off. No, no, it's it's all good. <laughs> we get this little montage of all of them being interviewed on camera and ask like, you know, how lucky they are, you know, the cliche question, what would you do with a million dollars and shit like that? You know, it's just your basic montage of questions and them giving off goofy answers and responses. Um, and then it's just that all of them like making weird faces and 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 shit at the and, and their little microphone cameras that they're holding and they're all like amazed at this technology and i think there's even a shot of freddie who like does this little like it, it just shakes his head you know like oh what am i doing with these people
0: so what do you hope to find in the house tomorrow night my way into network broadcasting
1: I just want to say that Michael Myers is not just a man behind a mask, he's a legend.
0: I'm interested in how Michael Myers embodies the politics of violence embedded in pop mythology.
1: Never underestimate the effect of a poor diet. Too much protein, not enough zinc,
0: next thing you know you're cutting up bodies in a bathtub. I mean look at, uh, look at Hitler, He's a vegetarian, the brother was seriously malnourished. You don't have to go far to find Michael Myers. He's the great white shark of our unconscious. He is the dark-eyed child
2: of our spirits.
0: He's every murderous impulse we've ever had. He's the little voice that whispers to us to strangle the old lady taking too long at the checkout counter. Get to know him, baby. He's you. So tell us, Sarah, why do ordinary people turn to murder? Well, I, um... I think it has something to do with
2: I you... I was to say. right um, and then and, and we usually love our montages over here on the film effect but i'll be damned that this one ain't a hard one to sit through this whole yeah. fucking film's a hard one to sit through
1: yeah it's 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 ridiculous so <laughs> later on that night um i'm assuming they're all staying at this hotel or no hotel well,
2: even ho- Hold on, I wanted to bring something up because when they're doing all that, um, the whole reason uh, Bianca Kielich's uh character gets um, Sarah gets chosen is because somebody knocks over like a you know, a lighting rig or something behind her and she lets out this one hell of a Scream Queen screen, but a screen, but you know, that was ADR, that's too. It was not like,
1: her screen, that's right? It's said. it's that yeah,
2: it's for right. ADR,
1: oh yeah. Um, and there's a reason for that too because so, she could not scream at all uh, in real life so yeah uh, so we get this uh, uh, Sarah is having second thoughts she goes over uh, it's I guess late at night or the middle of the night one of the two she goes sure. to see Freddie to back out and he's watching this ridiculous scene here where he's watching Kung Fu and he, What's he called Like on Lee Or some shit like that he's yeah, yeah He's like Look at my boy on Lee Whooping everyone's ass With one hand Behind his back And uh, smoking a cigar And uh, whooping ass or Something like that And he's like Really over the top He's like Get his ass 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 get his ass, get his ass. better
0: than Lee Come on, ass while he smoking his cigarette oh shit. On my door this, late. this is distracting me from seeing and Lee whoop some
1: ass. and she goes and knocks on the door and he you know pulls all this shit out of his ass about her like staying saying you know being scared is good fear is good fear motivates gives you the feeling of being alive she buys into the bullshit, and she turns around and you know and, and and he goes he's like talking to himself after she leaves he's like you know god damn freddie you you the man he pat, he's like go on pat yourself on the back there you go yeah and he's like oh i forgot my watch, and he goes back into his room to watch more of that bullshit like th- this scene just why why oh uh, god damn it it, so
2: it, it was, actually it actually made me spit up on my mouth a little bit i'm not going lie yeah. to you.
1: So we cut to the Myers house. It's now Halloween oh. day. They're all there. Well, no, they're not. They're all not there yet. Um, it, uh, Nora and this camera guy, um, Charlie. That's his name.
2: I was gonna say it's either Chucky or Charlie. They're getting the shit set up.
1: Charlie setting up, and he's setting up cameras. Him and Nora had this little back and forth about the, the positioning of the cameras and the style. Um, and angles and he, she does. She just wants it straight and he wants you know angles because they're scary. So while she's making this like cappuccino in, in the yeah, garage, so, that's what her <laughs> setup is. She's so. Awesome. Here's-
2: yeah, so she's she she set up like a little production, like she set up a full little production facility, which I'm, I, I'm assuming is in the in Myers' the garage
1: that the Myers' house never had. Keep in mind,
2: exactly in the garage that the Myers' house never had. She's got this whole rig set up of like a full-on you know production rig with multiple monitors and sound boards and all kinds of shit and she's directing charlie over like fucking walkie-talkie while he's out there in the field remote setting up the mics in the houses i mean the cameras in the house and then i made a note tyra banks gets jiggy with the espresso machine she's just fucking dancing around making that espresso while he's getting his ass handed it to him on camera uh, yeah She's fucking straight getting jiggy with a fucking cappuccino. And this poor guy (laughs) it's <laughs> poor guy. is, is literally more Charlie like, in the
1: background. Right,
2: right. Charlie's in the background, like on a monitor, over his shoulder, a foot and a half away on about eight and a half to ten inches of black and white television, getting a fucking a boom make boom mic or something shoved into his fucking mouth. And naturally so, in the nick of time, Mike drags him away.
1: We should mention that, you know, Charlie gets this so this tripod apparently has a spear built into it. and Yeah, what it is.
2: it's a fucking tripod. I was like, what the fuck is my god?" Is that like a really long switchblade? That's what it's supposed to be is it's a, a tripod. tripod
1: so but it's, it's like a sharp really, end. And he really jabs it through hole. Charlie's throat and kills him that way. So uh, then we see the students setting up um, and getting ready to go inside. They're... They're there to search for clues in the house, discovering the secrets of Michael Myers and to find the answers about why he went bad and to maybe look around. Um, uh, yeah, this goddamn idea. I mean, <coughs> put this in, in reality, in a little microscope, um, put things in perspective here. So let's say that, you know, this is a real idea. And you, 2002, we're going to broadcast this on Halloween night. Well, how much are you going to charge? and you know what's what's the guarantee like you're gonna get anything out of this and find anything like it kind of reminds me of those um remember that show ghost hunters on uh sci-fi yeah man and every halloween night they would have a live uh, special like four-hour episode where it was just live they'd go to like different a different location every year but like they would settle on that and like that yeah you can produce enough you know material to, to last, to hold you over for an event that of that magnitude, this is supposed to be like an all night affair, apparently. And this is only like a, a single two story house. Like how it's much can fu- you it's actually fucking, find? It's a,
2: it's a fucking three bed. Yeah, I, 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 again, I've got notes on the locations, man. It's a fucking three bedroom individual colonial sitting out there. Ain't got a whole lot right. of square footage. You don't need six people to get the show done. You could wrap it up with three but a uh, uh, movie's going to fucking movie
1: and make a whole layout of this, you know, because why not? We got to have a plot, you know, we have to have <laughs> a setting for all this bullshit. And also keep in mind too, this is the first and only Myers film where he's not going after family. So yeah, true. True. He, he went, went, the, family family the, opening. He went the family
2: in the, in, 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 in the prologue. And that was that now he's just like, he's back. He's back home.
1: You know, his, his MO is to kill family members and people who fuck with his house, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Freddy's outside before they go inside uh, with the, the, the news reporters and stuff. And he's like, everything is uh, real. No actors. None of the components or content in the house have been messed with, mixed up, diluted or tampered with in any way, shape or form whatsoever. Uh, he stressed uh, to the group about the locked doors. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. The internet air show was enhanced with split images, often jerky, fuzzy, blurry pictures of the POV movements. It's 2002. You're not going to get, you know, 1080p, you know, quality, not even 720p quality material that you would get today and shit. Like, yeah, no,
2: they got these, they got these little wigs. They they, they they strap this, on the they strap on the gear around their waist, and they got these little. Headsets, has got a you it know single camera over You one can either.
1: have you can have the best top quality shit in the world, but it's not going to make a lick of a difference if you don't have the 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 the, the signal or bandwidth or whatever it exactly is, like, you know to broadcast Ex- this.
2: Am I am I expected to believe that there's still a working fucking modem router in the Myers house? For Freddy to pick up this signal, because apparently he's fumbling the loving shit out of this thing. I didn't see him out there with no satellite dish on his van or nothing like that.
1: Th- this would never happen in real life. It would and never what the happen.
2: fuck? What the fuck is up with Tyra snapping the TVs to life? Did you catch that?
1: Ah, it's right. That's she's right. Just like,
2: it's like, she just snaps her fingers, at you know, like one by one, they come on. Like she's got them all hooked up to a fucking it's, clapper. It's
1: like the clapper, right? Yeah. <laughs> What is that about? What is since,
2: that? Since this movie makes none.
1: So, now's a good time to mention the little subplot going on with this Decker kid. So, Deckard uh, and his friend Scott, they're like planning on going to Halloween party, but Deckard's backing out because he's like the companion to this Sarah girl. Like had these weird devices that are like two-way palm pilots but it's
2: just that's i was gonna say that's that's exactly it back then that's exactly what it would have been would have been a cellular connected palm device because there were you know it was first of all it was a flip device and here's me talking about 20 years in the wireless industry um the only other thing like it at the time was a blackberry but they're not blackberries because they're like clamshell oh. devices so right. that's what it is and i don't even think they really fucking existed but for, for the reality and logic of the film they made them happen so yes yeah, it's, it's pretty much what it is it's a cellular connected palm device and we're talking about days of cellular service when data was not a thing you were still paying for your for your fucking minutes from 7 a.m to 9 p.m monday through friday yeah, you know right. there was no fucking data when i would sell you these devices you know when people came first from me like i want that iphone i'm like all right cool you're gonna pay 30 extra bucks a month i don't want to pay that i just want the iphone Well, no you got to pay for the data that comes with it those things weren't around back then but that's that's what it is. It's it's literally it's it's some sort of palm device based on, you know, what I gleaned off the operating system from what I could see on the screen. So yeah, you're very homeboy with that palm pilot thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they ended up going to this party dressed up as Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta from *Pulp Fiction*. Thank well, the guy, old reason, the, thank the God old homeboy's not doing blackface. Right. The
2: only reason you even know that is because it for it's it starts off like it cuts to them at the at the party. You can tell it's a Halloween party, and it shows them coming, you know, coming down the steps from the second level, and they've got their Ray Bans on. I'm like, all right, what are these guys? Fucking Jake and Elwood? Are they supposed to be Men in Black? And then it's when the other kid, what's his name, Scott. He's yes. like, you, you think people would get that we're supposed to be Pulp Fiction? I'm like, oh, now I understand why he's got a, an Afro with a, you know, a fucking pick in it.
1: Comb, <laughs> yeah, pick in it. Exactly. Hair pick. Um, so they go to this party. And they mentioned before in little, in some minor dialogue that it's just like they're the undergrads that are going to be there. It's all, for, all the people that are attendants attendance are like seniors and stuff, but they can get in because he knows someone. It's like their one only chance they can get in this party. And so they go. So, okay, let's just buy all that. Let's just say it's true. And they're pretty much there like hush hush you know you're, you're you're here because you're with me and i'm cool yada yada whatever this imaginary person i'm talking about right now but the thing i'm getting at is why would you go and fuck all that up by going and looking for some like off you know this this room that's like off limits that that has like all this this massive computer desk set up that they find and that's where they pretty much stick at stick to the rest of the party they hang out in this room and every time you go, it cuts the film cuts back to this room while, cause he's watching on this big monitor. It's like a big screen TV, but no, it's the computer monitor where he's watching this event and people, every, every time it cuts back, there's different people that are coming and going from throughout the party. Um,
2: Every time it comes back, there's just more people in the room. The same ones are still yeah. there, but every yeah, time it right. cuts, there's, like, more people keep coming in. <clears throat> but you're right. I mean, if I'm these two sophomores, you know, at, at, at a pretty kick-ass, you know, senior Halloween party, I'm more worried about drugs, booze, and trim. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about that no goddamn live internet broadcast. You know, these two guys are up there. They're like, they're, they're like floundering Pinto at the Delta house you know what i mean but nah, it's like like uh, uh, decker decides to sneak into i uh, whoever owns the house's office and fires up and he gets right into the computer There's no password lock no nothing he just turns it on boom Big monitor and he just launches right into the dangertainment side, starts watching it by himself. And throughout the film, as it keeps cutting back to the party, you just see more and more people coming into this, you know, this right, this right. den, and they're all watching the whole dangertainment broadcast. But right, I so, think the reason that happens is because it's in the fucking script.
1: All right. So the dark. it's it's now nighttime. They get this scene with the group inside, lighting candles around the diner the, the around the dining room table. And they start the search for flashlights. I should mention that they're doing this setup with the, the candles here in the dining room. And you get this like goth music in the background. And then this like really cool slow-mo shot. There's like two of them of like, it keeps cutting back to Michael, like walking the halls, like in the darkness, which I think it's effective. I actually do buy this. It's the little things that do matter. And I, I, I like these quick cuts of, of Michael walking the hall as like, they're lighting these candles i mean even though the, the movie shit there's i can you know pinpoint some good in it and i i, I do like this And then, the the shit starts with the first we hear screams from upstairs, and Jen's been missing. It was a false alarm prank. Um, she's pulling a prank on Bill, uh, the, the Thomas and Nicholas character. Um, so you know. He thinks he's been laughed at, and he goes into the bathroom, and he's talking to himself, like, I'm going to get her back. We're going to get her back. And then all of a sudden, boom, Michael just smashes through this window, this uh, mirror in the bathroom, and uh, is, like, swiping at uh, Bill. Bill's, like, trying to fight it off, and then Michael finally takes the knife and, like, gets him directly into the top of his head.
2: It's. I mean, all right, so... um, Mm First of all, this scene doesn't even seem physically possible because he's looking through a mirror, but to Michael, it's just a fucking window. He comes through a little oval-shaped fucking window, grabs Bill, pulls him through, and stabs him all within the frame of the window. There's not enough room for that. Now, there's a bit that happens a little bit earlier than that when they first start exploring the ground floor that... Um, at one point, I believe it's, it's Sarah and um, uh, the, I forget the featuring kid's name, but they're in the kitchen. He wants to explore the kitchen. He's like, uh, what do you think 40-year-old fennel smells like? And he smells. He's like, well, this smells fresh. And she's like, yeah, it does. So, that leads, so now I'm supposed to believe Michael's going to fucking Aldi's and started buying fucking ingredients and
1: shit. No, 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 no. I no. See that? I didn't talk about that. Wasn't Michael? They're they're establishing that Freddie is the one making this house like you know the way it is. Like potentially, oh, okay, so <clears throat> so it's Freddie and Nora. They're calling okay. their, they're they're calling them out on their bullshit. Like, yeah, they stage his, it out. Okay, him. okay, uh-huh. yeah,
2: because there, there's another there's another line between between jason patrick and the redhead where he's like he goes she got great legs what time do they open that's my favorite part of the film that's my finger looking good moment right there
1: and he's you know (laughs) when she flips him off and he's like i took that's one (laughs) o'clock
2: right Yeah, exactly but yeah bill's death is like literally physically impossible but then i also have a note like how big is this fucking house it is not the myers estate like it, it, if you're in the basement and I'm on the top floor on the opposite corner of the house you're still going to hear me scream but the rest yeah. of these fucking chopperheads heads don't know nothing's going on makes no sense Yeah.
1: Um, what else so then in the basement Jim, Jim and Donna uh, they open up this large round trap door uh, in the basement with a massive key
2: yeah, the, my, and my note here is when the fuck was the Myers house built over top of the vault from Lost? Did <laughs> um, <laughs> Damon Lindelof had something to do with this script?
1: Yeah, right, you think. <laughs> so they go and it's like it leads into like there's these fake bo- it's like they think they found this room full of like corpses and shit because they start the like make out and she takes her top off and like they start like getting sexual and then all of a sudden like you see bodies come through like the walls quote unquote of this yeah like, like they, they, literally... they found
2: yeah, they they get down in the cellar and they find like chains and shit at a wall. So they're led to believe like Michael was all tortured and chained up down there, which caused him to be what he is. And then they lean against the wall, and it's almost like the wall was freshly masoned that morning because they lean against, it, and all of a sudden, all these fucking corpses come from like, oh, this is where he stashes his bodies. And then Jim picks up a severed arm, and it's got a "Made in Taiwan" sticker on it.
1: Yeah, he's like made in fucking Taiwan, (laughs) and then they
2: start figuring it out. Them to being set up.
1: Yeah, so they they it leads to um like Michael's room. So it's established that Michael's has been Michael's been staying here, living. He can live in his house, but he can't live in his house. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Uh, yeah, to, I he think. He has with the, to live uh, his underground cellar and eat rats yeah, yeah, Yeah,
2: because they, they do find, like, he's got, like, half eaten rats on a fucking hot plate because she turns a hot plate on and the rat, even though most of, most of the fucking upper left half of it's been chewed off, as soon as she turns a hot plate on and starts squealing at her, so she realizes it's not a prop you know like it's just like this this just like there's so many fucking leaps of logic they want you to take for the 850 you just dropped man that I would have literally walked out there drugged the manager into the theater made him sit there while I raided the fucking register and called up Harvey Weinstein and gave him a fucking earful
1: so it's about this part when it's about here when we find that, that Freddie's also walking around now, dressed up as Michael Myers. And
2: doesn't he, bust the Rhymes know you're not supposed to wear a white Shatner mask and a boiler suit in Haddonfield on October 31st? Didn't he get the memo? Look what
1: we, get Look what this the scene, we get this scene where they confront each other, and he thinks it's Charlie, the camera guy, wearing right. a mask.
0: Right. you been at man don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you and why the hell are you just like me anyway i ain't telling you to be michael myers i'm playing michael myers if them kids come around and see us just up in the same shit you're gonna ruin the whole effect god damn it what the hell is wrong with you i said what you looking at me like that for huh you don't get it you don't get it Your shit ain't working up there or something You need to take your ass in the back of the garage with Nora. That's your job. Go back there with Nora and help her ass out. Go do your job. I left the back door unlocked for your ass to go out the back into the garage. That's what I did. You need to get the hell out of here. Go ahead, Scoop Skidano. Get the fuck out of Dodge.
1: Damn, what the hell somebody going to do to get a little deuce and help up in this motherfucker? So what's your take on this scene? Because 2002 Ed ate this shit up. I thought this was like the the funniest shit in the world. Um 2021 Ed <laughs> is like Herm. Right, exactly. Action. Yeah,
2: yeah. Herm right. is how I felt from fucking Jump Street because you got Buster yelling at him through the mask. You can—it's hard to make out what he's saying. He's like, go, go scoot,
1: skedaddle, get the fuck out right, of he's Dodge."
2: Like, he's like poking him in the forehead. Like Mike's going to put up with that like shit. Your
1: shit, fucked up. What the hell is wrong with you? He,
2: right, he, and and Mike just you know reluctantly he just kind of turns around and, and Mike turns
1: like, the fuck around and complies. Like, what are we doing?
2: He's like. A, uh, all right. The script says you get to live another six pages, so I'm going to go to this room instead. You know, it's fucking. This movie's fucking dumb. This <laughs> fucking this, this movie is. Fu- and what's with all the goddamn rag dolls? You ever notice how many fucking rag dolls are in these yeah, background
1: shots? Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's, so- it's, it's
2: like it's it's like it's like the Annabelle franchise. All of a sudden, only they're using the real Annabelle. So I think
1: how this happens is like Donna stays down and like Mikey's under lair while Jim goes to let everyone else know how full shit Freddy is and while that happens Michael appears chases Donna through like the sewers where he's staying and like there's this trap not trap door but there's like there's like it's blocked off by this gate with this like convenient sharp you know like like I don't know, end thing sticking
2: out. So it's, it's like it's, it's like a random a random spike sticking out of a gate. And yes, DeMeyer's spike. Yes. My my note here is suddenly Michael lives in the London Underground. I'm supposed to believe because this is all yeah, underneath his right. fucking house. You know what I mean? What the fuck is going on there? How much real estate did the Myers Pride Clan really fucking own?
1: It's ever changing, man. It's ever changing. I mean, part five is a fucking Victorian. I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: it's, I mean, like I said, like like even Frank Lloyd Wright couldn't design couldn't des- design a home this
1: impeccable. Cause like she's screaming like Michael's here, and he takes her and shoves her into this spike, and that kills her. And then, um, Michael, he pretty much now at this point emerges and like reveals himself to everybody. Cause like Jim, cause like, so who is it? It's, uh, uh, what's her fit What? God damn this fucking movie. Yeah, Jim uh, and Rudy. That's that's Sean Patrick Thomas's name, Rudy. They're like smoking a bong in Michael's room, and then Jim confronts Fre- freddy's Freddie's revealed, like in Michael Myers. Get up! They attack him. And he's like, he's like, pause. Turn your cameras off. And like,
2: right. He he kind of reveals the jig is up. Here's our here's how right. we're getting He's now just play along with it and don't tell nobody else.
1: He's like America. Don't like reality. Uh, they think the shit's boring. They want a little razzle dazzle. He says, "A little, uh, a little pizzazz, a little fun in the, their life." Let, let's
2: face it. I'm gonna get this. I, I'm just gonna get this out of here. Busting Busta Rhymes can't act worth a fucking shit.
1: No, fuck no. No, he ain't no I fucking. I think we. Dude. I think we established that in Finding Forrester. <laughs> Yeah, You're right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, it's it's just. I mean, I'm having a pickle just trying to get through the goddamn plot so Rudy and Sarah decide to skip out and leave the the, the shit's locked Jen opens up an attic door uh, Bill's body drops down um, and she thinks it's a setup or, or him getting back at her but then she realizes it's real Myers appears and with just one swipe of his butcher knife is able to decapitate her head clean off I know, right? on the steps and then that's and everyone's like, "Shit, this is real." So, well, like, in, it doesn't
2: in, in this part where it cuts back to the to the party uh, right after Sarah like screams at the camera. And yeah, the one it does girl, that
1: throughout the film. It keeps cutting back to this party with, with uh, so, pop fiction
2: going on. Right, so I made a note because it cuts back to the party where they are all watching it and even the viewing on it. so still not know what's really going on. And the one girl, she's like, wow, that girl is really a talented actress. And I made a note, I'm like, this is probably the first and only time Bianca jalek has been called a talented actress.
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, they're they're... The people at the party think it's like digital effects and shit. It's right, it's, it's, yeah. Meanwhile, it's sack off severed
2: head just rolling down the steps.
1: Yeah, uh, and then this is when Michael I said, "Like I said, is chasing him. Uh, he grabs Jim and like crushes." does he crush his head or does he make him like hemorrhage because like his eyes start bleeding and shit it's really I I think he causes
2: a brain hemorrhage he's just literally squeezing his temple so hard that he's basically causes a brain hemorrhage the only thing we didn't see is the poor kid's eyes popping out of his skull which to me would have you know maybe justified a third of the price of admission you know but we, we never get that we just see some bloody you know Eyelids, and then that's that. You know, bye bye, Jim. Um.
1: So what happens? Uh, it's it's that uh, after this, Sarah goes upstairs. Um, he runs Rudy down the roof. Yeah, but Rudy, he's still there. He's fighting off Michaels and the ki- Michaels Myers in the kitchen, and grabs a knife to try to like. You know, fight with it, but Michael my Michael like pretty much takes him and like makes him like cut him like stabs himself and pins him to a door. And then Michael takes this really large uh kitchen knife that Rudy actually saw earlier when they first start were messing it's around the house yeah, and he yeah, commented it, on it.
2: Yeah, it's a big ass fucking butcher knife.
1: And he finishes them off with that knife. So he stabs him essentially three times through the door. We so intact so he, there.
2: He's just like yeah. hanging on the back side of the door and Michael walks away, walks through the fucking foyer.
1: So yeah, because Freddie's like down because when Myers appears, cause like he's she's communicating with Deckard, and then Deckard, she asks where more Michael is because Decker can see, you know, all the cameras through the the live stream. And And the response comes back right behind you, and then Myers, like, stabs Freddie and, like, attacks her, and then yeah, she ends up, like, going outside. Freddie comes back, and all of a sudden has, you know, kung fu oh wait hold noodles. on hold on
2: hold on hold, hold on you skipped you skipped arguably one of Oh, the i'm funniest. sure
1: i'm sure i did but what is i know
2: that? i know but but no, there's a funny part in the film when she when she gets out and she goes on to the roof she like escapes through the window gets on to the roof and she's kind of like hovering against the house and michael's right behind her and he just slams his head through the window he doesn't open the window he just smashes that's his
1: right because she <laughs> kicks him in the head that's, right? Right. Just, that's the weird shower. He does that and then she just kicks him right in the head after he does
2: it. <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. And, that's, and that's where I made the note like Michael doesn't give a shit about fucking doorknobs or window latches. He just walks through whatever fucking obstacle is there. He ain't gonna turn a knob. He's gonna that's walk the through a door. The right. He ain't gonna lift a window. He's just gonna smash his head through the fucking glass. Like He just smashes his head through that little window. She kicks him in the face and then jumps into his bedroom.
1: Now, it's also worth mentioning that this entire house was built on on a set. Um, and uh, pretty fine detail. This whole entire house, the, the even the yard, uh, it's all in a set. It's it's practical. It's it's, but it's like not like well in the location, unfortunately. But I, I don't know. I do do what you will with that information. I've always thought that that was like one of not, I wouldn't say like the best things about the film, but I thought it's pretty interesting. Let's put it that way. So, <clears throat> yeah, again, Deckard's helping her out um, with the two-way. Uh, Freddie knows kung fu. Uh, Myers, I call Kicks it Myers, slash foo. Whatever the hell foo. It, it's slash foo. It's foo foo slash foo. He's suspended in midair, dangled with a cord wrapped around his neck after he gets kicked out the window by Kung Fu Freddy. <laughs> and, um, he twitches and stops moving. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the, this is the scene. And then afterwards, he gets the two A It says he's still alive. Myers cuts. Um, he had cut the cable. Was um, still in the house. He stabs Freddy twice and then. Uh, Sarah fle- flees through the kitchen, notices Rudy's corpse, goes into the basement, and then into the Myers hideout, where she sees Donna. She climbs up another ladder into the garage tool shed, where Nora was, where the control room is, basically. And there's all sorts of monitors and, cu- and, and mixing panels. Um, it's everything's been overturned. Glass. There's like lawnmower gasoline. Uh, there's a huge puddle of blood. That's Nora's. So Tyra Banks has been killed off screen and she's been yeah, hung she's up and Yeah, she's like kind of hanging
2: around. from she's hanging from a bunch of extension cords at the top of the garage. Right, right. You know, and at this point, if I'm not mistaken, because you know, right after you know, just before just after Mike slams his head through the window, he slashes the back of one of Sarah's legs and right before this thing. He does. Yeah, he slashes the other one. So now, haven't both of her hamstrings been slit? How can she even fucking run?
1: <laughs> well, it depends on how deep the cuts are. You know, that's
2: either way. Man, I'm, I'm reading it like he he cut her fucking hamstring. She should be crippled by now.
1: So Michael appears. There's a fire. It's all you know lit up in flames. She gets the chainsaw.
2: Yeah, she okay, like ducks and, in her little closet and comes out with a fucking chainsaw like and, like she's Dennis this,
1: this is the most cringeworthy dialogue. Oh my <laughs> god. She's slashing him and she's like, this is for Jen and for Bill and for Rudy. And it's like, you don't even like half these people you're saying this is like dedicated to. Like, what are we doing here? Okay. Well, she's so been a stick with him the whole fucking time. He just knocks the, the chainsaw away from her with his goddamn knife. Um, well, she wants out it, of gas,
2: too.
1: Oh, yeah, that too. That, that happens. Yeah. So, Freddy appears um, and he, he saves uh, Sarah right, as she's about to get killed. You know, He comes in and he's like, trick-or-treat, motherfucker.
0: Trick-or-treat,
1: Motherfucker. And then yeah, he throws Michael back
2: into the fucking storage shed yeah, with, with the overturned lawnmower. And all of a sudden, there's enough gasoline between a drained out chainsaw and a 50-year-old lawnmower to torch an entire goddamn garage.
1: He gets knocked back, dangled up in the wires, and uh, the power surge electrocutes him. Um, the fire gets worse. They get out. Um, again he's hung up arms are spread in a crucifix pose flames are roaring around him the house goes up in flames with him inside and then afterwards we cut to sirens being heard from police and fire engines with uh, the near burnt down charred house survivors injuries are being treated to by the medical personnel sarah gets a message from deckard you're alive on the broadcast news she thanks him personally for saving her life and then Freddie cuts some gets involved, saying "Danger, Dangertainment. He didn't want any more cameras, like "danger, off the air." And then he uh, like puts his hand out in front of the camera and shit. So,
0: excuse me, yeah, no camera? more cameras. Entertainment is off the air. i not show some respect, Mister Harris? Would you like to make a statement? What can you tell us about Michael Myers? Michael Myers is not a sound bite, a spinoff, a tie-in. Some kind of celebrity scandal? Michael Myers is a killer shark. Baggy-ass overalls. He gets kicks off of killing everything and everyone that he comes across. That's all. I'm done dancing for these cameras. Let's get out of here, sir. But how are you feeling right now? <laughs> how am I feeling now? You want to know how I'm feeling right now? Feel this.
1: They're out. And then we cut to this uh, autopsy room that the, these two guys bring in the body bag of Myers for this medical examiner, this woman. And they're like, you know, it's Michael Myers, you know, the real deal. And they're like, the one guy's got like this goofy, like, smile on his face. Like, he's like happier than, than a pig and shit that he's got Michael Myers body. Um, yeah, he wants an autograph. Yeah, exactly. He's got this really mischief looking smile, sinister smile, I guess. And she opens up the bag and then, surprise, his eyes open, and that's the end of the movie. Um, And
2: this is where I write down, fuck this
1: movie. (laughs) And that Kids and Heroes is Halloween Resurrection from Sir Rick Rosenthal. Boom! all right, let's open up the inbox, see what the, uh, the audience had to say. Uh,
0: what's in the box? Not give me the what's box? in the fucking
1: box? All right, so Josh, from your next favorite movie, thank you again, Josh, for joining us for yesterday's Halloween H2O episode. Yeah, man. He says, worst of the franchise, test screenings aren't always a good thing. I used to be able to enjoy the opening with Laurie, but now I don't even like that. Um, never liked it. Didn't like it in 2002. Certainly don't like it today. Uh, but to each their own. You know, I always say film should... Uh, I always say feel, uh, film is subjective. and uh, Don't yeah,
2: subject yourself to this one.
1: Uh, Carlo <laughs> says, never seen it. This, 2018, are the only ones I've never seen. I did see the opening, though, with Laurie and the fight with Busta on YouTube just for the laughs. Um, podcast father. Says this movie, and an emoji. Oh, a crying emoji. Um, <laughs> and then twenty ti twenty ten minutes. Twenty ten minutes. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Every Halloween season, I make sure to say "trick or treat, motherfucker." All right, thank you guys for your comments and all that jazz. <laughs> anyway, um. Let's move on, move right along. How did we get here?
2: A sketch. How did we get here?
1: I led you here, sir. For I am Spartacus. So the writers of Halloween H2O were left with the dilemma after uh, Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to end the series. But Mustafa Cads. Kaj- Oh, Green Bags himself <laughs> had a clause that legally wouldn't allow the writers to kill Michael Myers off. According to a uh, Blu-ray released by Scream Factory, Jamie Lee Curtis almost left the project just, just uh, weeks before filming until Kevin Williamson came up with the uh, par- paramedic storyline and presented it to a Akkad. Curtis finally agreed to be a part of the film under the condition that no footage hinting toward a sequel would be presented by the film and that the audiences would believe that Michael was dead until the inevitable sequel was announced. Resurrection's first shot of Michael in the paramedic uniform was filmed at the day after uh, the principal photography of H2O ended. Um, according to Patrick Lucier, who is the editor of H2O, um, director is Whitney Rancic, And Dwight H. Little, who uh, directed Halloween 4, turned the film down. But Rick Rosenthal, who previously directed Halloween 2, he just couldn't say no. He was chosen to direct. And uh, yeah, post-production, I mentioned Bianca Screams had to be dubbed because of her inability to scream. So she basically had to look the part of screaming, but not actually scream because she couldn't. Uh, the film. Now I'm just getting into a bunch of trivia. The film's first trailer was attached um, to Jason X on April 26, 2002. God, that's a for-
2: perfect fucking match.
1: I know. uh This film's a uh, Canadian slash film, having been being shot in Vancouver, British Columbia. Production started on May 14, 2001, with the opening scene um, being the first being shot. Jamie Lee. I, guess, I guess Jamie Lee's like We're going to start this Let me get the fuck out of here Start with me And you guys do you Yeah so you better uh, hurry
2: up Or I'll change my fucking
1: mind I know And uh Originally titled Halloween Homecoming And then Halloween H2K That's just stupid h H2- 2 and- <laughs> what? Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> And Halloween Michael Myers <laughs> What? <laughs>
2: I swear to God, I'm going to fly over to Turkey and kick Mustafa Khan's grandkids in their balls. <laughs> On general fucking principle.
1: Oh, Halloween H2K. I've never fucking cringed harder in my life. Oh, God. Just take this shit. The box office. Let's just take a look at the box office receipts in the operational funds box. We will deposit 250,000 American dollars. You take it out, we put more
2: in. I want receipts.
1: All right, so Halloween Resurrection was released on July 12, 2002, from Dimension Films. It opened up across 1,954 screens, earning 12.2 million dollars. Opening weekend. Enough to open up the number four spot. Uh, it's sophomore weekend. It grossed $5.5 dropping down to number eight on the top ten uh, with a 55.1% decline. Total gross was $37.6 worldwide against a $15 million budget. That's why this would be it. As soon as I mean, was, uh, after this, it- they uh, rebooted it and that was it.
2: And like based, I mean, base, based on that opening weekend numbers, you you, you must not feel so bad, because there was a lot of dumb motherfuckers like you out there back then.
1: Oh, it was packed. It was a packed house. Sweet Jesus, really? Why would I make that shit up? It was, it was an opening horror movie all <sighs> July night. <laughs> you did? You did did you
2: did you see a trailer for this film before buying that fucking ticket,
1: bro? It didn't matter to me. It was Halloween. It was Michael Myers. I'm him. So. Vice man. Um, And if you don't know, now you know, homie. (laughs) All right. Let's take a walk to the critics' Corner and see what they had to say. This film currently has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 12% from 67 reviews. A what? A Metacritic, 12%. What? It should be like negative 17%. Well, it's a 12. Um, Metacritic, it's currently got a 19 out of 100 based on 17 reviews. Uh, New York Post said it's so devoid of joy and energy it makes even Jason X look positively Shakespearean by comparison. (laughs) The New York, Dave Kerr of the New York Times said spectators will indeed sit open mouthed before the screen, not screaming, but yawning. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone said every sequel you skip will be two hours gained. Consider this review life-affirming. And they weren't, <laughs> all, they weren't all so negative. I mean, take a look at Glenn Lowell. Glenn Lowell of the San Jose Mercury News said, no, it's not as single minded as John Carpenter's original, but it's sure a lot, sm- but it sure is a lot smarter and more unnerving than most sequels.
2: I want to snort with that guy snorting. Well, I got to I gotta get down to San Jose and start, you know, start getting the air drugs, man, because that guy must have been high as a fucking kite.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I had to find a positive guy out of the bunch, and sure enough, it was that guy. I can't believe uh, there was any. All right. Biggest takeaways. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely
0: idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling,
2: incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
1: Um, I'll go first. Am I the only person who gets direct the video or made-for-TV vibes from this? That's my first note. Dodge oh, fans, second,
2: in just a great way, great,
1: great my way. My second, my second note is although I do love Brad Lurie that's Lurie not Lory or Lori. Um, I hate his fucking mask in this movie. I like the portrayal, hate the mask. That's my vibe on Michael's and Michael, Mike. I keep on saying Michael's, Michael in this movie. Um, the budget went to this cast of the flavor of the week variety. Nothing memorable comes from this. And, uh, um, Bianca Kajilic is the worst, most boring final girl ever. Uh, thoughts on her overall. Am I wrong on that? Cause I think she's just as bland. Look yeah. aside. I know how you yeah. feel about her and all that, but yeah, hey, hey, honestly, hey. like she's fucking atrocious.
2: She's, she's 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 as bad as fucking Charlie hunt and everything that guy ever fucking does. I could have put I, I could have put lipstick and a wig on a two by four and moved it around the set and got the, same, and got the same amount of emotion out you know that she delivers through every single fucking scene right. you know you're absolutely right. Um, Um, my biggest, my, my biggest takeaway is fuck you for making me even watch this again. But you know, I take the go with the bed when it comes to the show. But yeah, you're right. This is, this just screams like it literally, like if it were, if if it weren't for a Harvey's greasy paws, man, this would have been straight to video. uh, You're
1: right. I don't think if, if at. I think Jamie Lee is the one who saved this from getting dumped. I, I think, I think you're Lee right. In, I really I, I, believe if she wasn't in this, that this would have been directed video.
2: It would have. It would have like, It would have been. It would have been, been the one. of the, the the only one in the franchise I'd be most famous for it is like, um, yeah, it sucks so bad. We just put, we just release it straight at blockbuster. Don't even bother driving to the theater. Uh just give us a dollar fifty and you can go see for yourself instead of paying. I can and see
1: like I can see like Bob Weinstein like nah we can't do this. Nah, we can't release this. This is gotta go direct the video. Direct the video all the way.
2: Yeah, this 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 film's just oh man, it's like all I right, don't right. know. The five, six, and eight are just god fucking awful.
1: All right, Mulligan moment. If you had to do it all over again, would you make the same choices? Change Lori's death if this really is it. This fucking shit is too dramatic with the music and the slow motion shot of her falling. On top of that, do not get me started on that fucking kiss. Uh it's yes. it's it's terrible. Like, yeah, that's that's mine. Hers. Uh, yeah, fuck that. Change that shit. If this is the way to kill her off, then kill her off, man. Uh You? Um. The
2: whole concept. Just, just, uh, it, 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 it didn't work. It didn't work. So the Mulligan moment was even going into fucking production. Take a step back. Fear.com didn't work, so these internet terror stories don't work at the beginning of, of, of the other whole yeah, worldwide web. down well, either way, either either way, the whole concept of let's let's utilize the World Wide Web to make this, you know, just no, man, no. There was a better way to go. They should have just taken a step. They they could have left it at H two O because you know, like the original. Apparently, the whole reason Michael even opens his eyes at the end of this was they were supposed to set it up for Hartnett to come back and take revenge, you know, for his mother and hunt down, much like you know how. Paul Steven Rudd does in part six, um, to try to hunt down Michael Myers to, you know, to avenge his mother, Laurie Strode. Um, and even even Josh Hartnett's Cowlick is like, fuck that movie, we're not signing up for that. No, so like there's the whole film's a mulligan moment, dude. This entire movie outside of the the close to original score. At the very beginning, that's the only, only good thing to come out of this fucking film. Like
1: even right. Jamie Lee doesn't want to be there. All right, finger looking good.
0: It's finger looking good.
1: Um, for, so I mentioned a scene earlier uh, that took place at dusk with the uh, the group putting the uh, pumpkins out. The, the, it starts off with these kids putting the pumpkins out on the uh, the front porch of the Myers house and then the, uh, the group inside lighting candles up on the uh, down room table and we got Michael walking the house as he's heard breathing heavy and heavy over uh, older like gothic theme like little minor faint music um, it's some cool stuff that unfortunately goes nowhere and it's only brief but um, I, I like it I actually did like something in this movie and uh Doubt you could say the same. So,
2: um, no, I hate every fucking thing about this film. I'm <laughs> mad that I've had to watch it the second time in my life, but shit, you know, I oh, did well, it for the well, love well, of the show.
1: We don't hold back. Give us your final thoughts. I say we uh tie a bow on it and put her to bed.
2: Um, this movie sucks, Avoid it at all fucking costs. Bustin' Rhymes can't act worth his shit. Um, this film is an utter fucking joke and an insult. To the legacy of Haddonfield, uh, the Michael Myers story in and of itself, man, it's just it's fucking so bad. I mean, I don't know which one I hate more, Five or Resurrection.
1: Um, well, no, that's no, that's good. Before we wrap this baby up, because I'm I'm dying to. I know you are as well. What's what's your most hated w- what do you got what's the worst this five or six I mean at least at least
2: five and six you had can the only consensus. Pick one you
1: can
2: I know pick I know one. I know I know so i'm gonna I'm the, i mean at least five and six had the consensus of wrapping up an arc, even though that arc got started at one point and then mishandled before it hit the target so um. Fuck, man! I I hate I, I I hate all three of them, but I think I hate this one the most. I don't like those other two at all. But if if somebody's like, um, you have to watch each and every one of them at least once a year for the rest of your life. Minus one, we're gonna let you leave one out forever. It's gonna be fucking this one. Really yeah yeah and now now granted I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an addendum to that deal with the devil and be like, okay, cool, but I get the producer's cut of part six, if nothing else, you know, so at least I have that um but yeah, yeah so like like oh Christ yeah five I'm gonna, six make, and-
1: I'm gonna make a bold statement what's that i'm gonna I'm gonna say i would I prefer this to five and six.
2: What the fuck is wrong with you? Dude, it's time to decide. This, really,
1: this this film has one thing that those those others do not have. Jamie Lee Curtis. It might only be for twelve minutes, <laughs> but it's still 12 minutes with Jamie Lee Curtis in a Halloween movie. Yeah, um, but she
2: doesn't um, care, man. She's not there with the heart then, like she was in one, two, and four. I mean uh, after uh, that, uh, seven. The rest
1: of this film is just paint by numbers, um, cookie cutter bullshit. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Honestly, five is the worst. I, I think five is like the ultimate fucking worst of all these movies. I, I really do.
2: Um, Honestly, there there was a yeah. part like there, there was a part tonight <laughs> where I'm like, fuck man, bring form back for Christ's sake! This oh, movie God. is so bad. Oh. Yeah, he's right. Right. No, no, Shit, no, no, no. bring fucking form back. This movie is fucking terrible. Yeah, I I hate all of them equally. Um, but if I have to, if I have to leave one out for the rest of my life, it's going to be this one, and that's why I've only looked at it twice today and that first time, and hopefully never a fucking again. I don't think I'm ever going to watch five again and six only if I lay hands on that producer's cut. But yeah, man, I just what are you talking uh, about?
1: We got to revisit all these next year as well for Halloween ends. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not doing these movies again. Stop. Relax. (laughs) All right, gang. Well, this episode has been sponsored by GoPro. Get your group together (laughs) and start setting up shop at every famous serial killer's childhood home. Using the newest state of the art GoPro technology, experience your next slasher experience with GoPro and capture the next Michael Myers in glorious 4K. That's GoPro. Available at all Ames locations. Please do not come down to us This is not a real advertisement, but rather a funny bit for our show. This is the punchline. Please don't break us. Yeah, all go ahead and head, said, your, head, head your local Ames, though, because
2: this is definitely a, a promo for the Ames department store. That's
1: right. <laughs> and all that being said, this film wouldn't even get the film effects to approval if our lives fucking depended on it. And that Fuck will bring things no. to this edition of the show. One, now many more to follow. If you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to support the show, then please do so by leaving a five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever accessible. It helps with the algorithm and helps us grow. So more and more people can check us out and while you're at it, we have a website at podpage.com where you can find our ever growing collection of previous episodes. We have merch at tpublic.com user slash film effect podcast. Some great designs, some old ones, some some new ones, and I'm designing two right now. Hopefully, I'll have them up by October because they are Halloween related. And this Monday, uh, Sean will not be here with us, unfortunately. Cue the sad music. But it will be myself and Paul Joshua from the Shawshank episode will be joining myself as we talk about. 2014 chef from John Favreau a very underlooked underrated gem and I know Paul is uh, you know in, in the culinary industry and I just as soon as I wanted to ask someone to jump jump on and join me for it I, he was the first person to come to mind and Paul being the stand- up stand-up guy that he is agreed to it was happy. Uh, we recorded it last Monday. Uh, I'm looking forward to even you listening to it, Sean. It's it's yeah, really yeah. Good and stuff. and- uh, Paul was really insightful with you know the ins and outs of the industry, um, as as far as it pertains to the movie. And and it was kind of like there were parts where I was kind of like interviewing him for shit, and and because I I was curious myself. And and um, it's a really good episode, and I think people are gonna like it. And I'm looking forward to everyone to hear it this coming Monday. Uh, yeah, and i want to I, no, I
2: just wanted to clarify. I mean, I was just, you know, I, I just had to, yeah, some personal shit that I had to step out on, which is why I wasn't able to sit with you guys because I was looking forward to doing it with you too. Um, so, yeah, I would have been the same way. Um, and uh, I never did finish watching Chef. I would have finished it for the episode. But that's the whole reason I'm not going to be on there, guys, is because, you know, life reared its ugly head. I had to take, you know, I had to take a step back. Um, and Ed and Paul got it done you know, on, on this episode, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, it's, I'm sure it's going to make me hungry. I need to learn how to make me a Cubano. Um, so I'm anxious for that, but Christ man, has this week been a fucking marathon or what?
1: Yeah, this is that fucking finish line crossing moment for sure.
2: And yeah, man. Yeah, we're like uh, dripping sweat over here Like swigging Gatorade, man we delivered, I think we've delivered On all fronts for these fans this Not
1: quite over for me yet um, I just, just gotta edit this motherfucker down And get it out by 7.30 tomorrow morning When I go to work <laughs> um, But yeah, until <laughs> next time At the same film effect location Same film effect time You wanna take us out of here?
2: Yeah you know it gang uh, So we shall see y'all again When those theater lights go down The opening credits Begin to roll
1: This has been another edition Of the Film Effect Podcast For myself and Sean You guys stay safe out there Enjoy the rest of your days And until next time It's been fun but now it is done Check you later See ya for up them deuces Bye <laughs>
0: Where it all started He walked its hallways Hidden its closets Dreamed in its bedrooms
1: Helped his mother in the kitchen Watched TV in the living room With his dad
0: Played in his sister's bedroom Then one day He picked up a knife
1: And he never put it down again